Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hard Knocks by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, back again with episode seven. Recording schedules are all screwed up this week. Why? Because um, I'm taking the week off, personal week, from work. So the only two series that is kind of staying on track right now is our series through For All Mankind, which is on Apple TV, uh, the show of the retelling of the space race in uh, American history. And world history, I guess. And Hard Knocks, because this show doesn't really make sense to fall a week behind. But our Monarch Legacy of Monsters series, we're like three episodes behind. We're going to do like a triple header or double header. I'm no longer going to stick to a date on when that's coming out. But nonetheless, it's coming. I'm uh, I'm hitting the ground running again uh, probably next week. But yeah, let's get into this one because we got the biggest game. I feel like I'm uh, just a broken record at this point saying it, but we have the biggest game of the year coming up against Buffalo. Flex to Sunday night after this unfortunate ass beating against the Baltimore Ravens, and it's already off to an eventful week. The Dolphins are absolutely decimated. Uh, By the way, I'm rocking, um, my sister got me this uh, Christmas sweater. It's supposed to be an ugly Christmas sweater, but it's actually, you know, if you know Step Brothers. You got the McDaniel Tua situation here. And uh, yeah, yeah. I had I had to have it. She was getting it for my brother-in-law, and I was like, I'm going to need one of those two. Anyways, biggest game of the season. We just got our ass whooped by the Ravens. Um, Tua had a chance, man. He had a chance to take that MVP trophy out of Lamar Jackson's hands, in my opinion. We had a chance to give ourselves a chance at the number one seed, right? Either way, we probably would have had to win out to win the rest of the year. And um, we lost Chubb and Howard. So we are now down an insane amount of starters. Uh, I'm going to go off the top of my head because this is not a super analytical show. This is more of a top overview, high-level approach to observing the game of football, specifically only to the Miami Dolphins. We're decimated, man. Uh, We have Mostert out. Hopefully, he's back this week. Uh, We saw him in the Hard Knocks episode Trying to prepare for this Ravens game, but he just could not get out there. Uh, Waddle, same thing. A-Chain's still battling that turf toe situation. Hopefully nothing worse comes of that. We lose Chubb for the season, torn ACL. Uh, O-Line is still super battered. Okay, Howard we lost. He's officially out. First the Bills this Sunday. Fangio's going with a combination of Eli Apple, Cater Kohu, and... Um, I'm blanking on the third name right now. But um, yeah, it should be interesting on how we get pressure on Josh Allen this week, considering we have no outside linebackers besides Van Ginkle. And David Long's going to have to step it up. Duke Riley's going to have to play a much better game than what he did. You know, look, I'm not going to pretend to be a an expert on the defensive side of the football. Okay. But that wheel route to the right side of the field, even when Howard was out there, because, you know, Howard got torched on that one play on the, on the wheel right to the right side. But when he was he went when he was gone, I mean they ran that play at least three times, and it looked like on the replay, Duke took the wrong angle on that each and every time. But hopefully some better play. I think we just we just didn't come to play. I, I don't know what happened, but we definitely, you know, hats off to the Ravens, man. Uh, they're definitely the best team in football right now, or they're playing the best football right now. I feel like that fluctuates from week to week, and any team can fall off. 
The Bills are on a five or six game winning streak as we speak. And one of the reasons you don't want to have to put yourself in a position to have to win five or six in a row, I think they're at five in a row because they started the season six and six and now they're 11 and six, I think, is that uh, it's very difficult to have a sustained winning streak like that the rest of the way. So they've allowed themselves no room for a failure, but the Dolphins are battered. I, I don't even know what the money line is, but uh, is, it, is it crazy to say Buffalo's probably favorite on this one? Let me see the odds. Buffalo Bills odds. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not a better. The Bills are favorites. Expected to win. Okay, so it's minus, currently minus three. Currently minus three right now. So minus three at our house. So that that's a slap in the face to the Dolphins. But let's talk about this episode, man. Uh, we're bouncing off the Cowboys win. Jason Sanders, special teams player of the week. Five field goals throwing up the Kobe, as they were talking about. Felt like um, overall the Dolphins kind of maybe let their guards down a bit after beating a team as good as the Cowboys. But man, we're having such bad luck with on the injury side of the th- the ball. Tua with a supposed thumb injury now, uh, which he got pissed about, by the way, in the press conference. So that's why I said supposed because I don't think Tua wants it out there that he that he hurt his thumb, and that's one of the the side you know the side effects or the negative. Uh, aspects of having hard knocks documenting everything inside your locker room is that no secret is left, right? So hopefully as the season progresses and hopefully it progresses all the way to the Super Bowl, we don't have a situation where hard knocks is leaking things out there that could be detrimental to the Dolphins or favorable to a team that's preparing to play the Dolphins. But yeah, Dolphins clinch their second playoff berth in two seasons. Um if we win the AFC East, it would be the first time we do that. I think they said in 15 years, which is crazy. You know, th- this is the battle for the AFC East this Sunday. And if there are scenarios where if, for example, the Jaguars beat the Titans and the Steelers beat the Ravens, which the Ravens already said that they're not starting Lamar and you figure they're not starting pretty much anybody, that the Dolphins could be in a, in a position to eliminate the Buffalo Bills from the playoffs. And that is my dream scenario. And honestly, say what you want, man. Even if we beat the Ravens, you don't want to lose twice in the year to Buffalo. I know we would have won the AFC East and that's fine and dandy, but if we won the game against the Ravens and then lost to the Bills, I don't think any Dolphins fan out there would feel good about it necessarily. But I, you know, I see the other side of the coin where if we lose to Buffalo, we got to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, which is a damn tough challenge. And uh, yeah. Good luck on that one. Okay. Let's talk about it. Ravens game. Holland comes back. Unfortunately, the defense played a horrible game. Talk about a bad, bad, bad week for Fangio to be featured on a Hard Knocks episode, considering the defense is playing in a, like at a top five level up until this game. Ravens are bouncing off of an incredible win at San Francisco. Probably the if, if you're from a game prep perspective, if you, you couldn't ask for a better tape, to study than the Ravens versus the Niners in order to prepare for the Ravens. But whatever our philosophy was, it did not do us well. And um, I heard something in the news this week that Fangio liked the way the defense looked when Ramsey was shadowing um, 
what's this kid's name from the Jets, uh, Garrett Wilson, right? So he liked the way that the defense looked when he was shadowing him. I know that's not technically a Fangio, like an aspect of his defense. And there's a great scene in this episode where Javon Holland's having a bunch of the secondary guys over his house for dinner. And they're talking about, hey, you know, first few few weeks of the year, defense looked kind of sloppy. Why? Because we were learning a new system. But once you learn that new system, there's a lot of freedom within it, which is probably the strength of a Fangio system. And he's going to bounce back. It's his first year as a DC. The team was rocking and rolling. It could just be everything culminated, like everything added up to just the worst possible scenario this week. And look, like Fangio said in this, uh, in this episode, when you prepare against Lamar Jackson, every single play, you have to prepare against two play calls. You have to prepare against the run and you have to prepare against the pass because he can take off at any moment. And there's a great clip of Chris Collinsworth talking the Sunday night game. You see, I don't know what linebacker was in the Jags, but dude is playing QB spy on Lamar Jackson, going with him pretty much side to side laterally. I think laterally. um, Pretty much tracking Lamar and doing a great job of keeping him in the pocket. Then Lamar rolls out to his right. Receiver, you know, secondaries cannot stay on a receiver for freaking 10, 15 seconds. And of course, a receiver gets open. That's got to be the most frustrating play ever to guard him well. And then he just dumps it off to his tight end for 15 yards, you know? So anyways, Ravens game. Offense came out striking. It felt like almost something in the atmosphere changed when Tyreek drops that ball. Um, We were rocking and rolling up to that point, right? You know, we open up the game, score 7-0. Then the Ravens come back and score easier than us. I mean, there was two key moments to me that really, and and Hard Knocks didn't emphasize the first one, even though they did show it. There's a third and 16 that happens on the first defensive drive of the game. And Lamar pretty much rushes for the, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Lamar. It was a halfback screen and they get the first down on the third and 16. And that kind of broke the back of the defense from that. You get the wheel route and you get a couple of other big plays, right? Just big chunks. Lamar had all day to throw. I don't think he scrambled more than a couple times in the entire game. The Dolphins come back, second drive, drive it down the field again. Perfect, perfect pass by Tua to Tyreek. Almost too easy, as he said. It was a layup, right? Um, And he, I guess, just, it was too easy, right? Some of the easy ones, the pop-ups are just a a little too too easy for these guys. But, you know, if anybody's going to bounce back from that, it is Tyreek. And uh, anyways, the game from that just tumbled. It was an absolute cluster the rest of the way. Even the second half, we open up with a huge return for the Ravens. You'd think we'd come up tightened up, but nope. Other than that, it's funny enough that these hard knock episodes after these tough losses, like the one against the Titans and then now the one against the Ravens, are some of the most interesting episodes of the season, right? You know, because you're seeing so much behind the scenes of the preparation, the two uh, QB cam, two behind the scenes with the handshakes with uh, Campanelli. Um, Just really cool aspects that you don't get to see in some of the weeks that, that we followed up uh, on a victory, right? Uh, and they kind of, the narrator talks about it after Holland uh, is speaking about the defense. He says, you know, Sunday you won't get that sweet feeling because you're doing this whole episode and I'm assuming Hard Knocks kind of like outlines their story week, day to day. And then when game day happens, it kind of throws every, like a whole monkey wrench and everything. And they did opt out to eliminate some of the more graphic moments of Bradley Chubb uh, getting hurt, right? Because if you watch that game, you can hear him, you know, writhing in pain. Uh, but earlier in the season, you have Jalen Phillips on on microphone, you know, like crying, very emotional. 
And I think they opted out because it's not a good look for the NFL, a league that's always being decimated by injuries. Like every team is is beat up at this point in the season. And it's one of those things where if that's your brand, you kind of don't want to emphasize the fact that these horrible injuries happen on plays that are just non-contact, just the attrition over time. Um, another interesting fact is that Hard Knocks isn't really taking a media approach. You know, the media does tend to pile on on the negative aspect on in pretty much every aspect of life. And one of the biggest questions this week was why did the Dolphins have Bradley Chubb out there in that situation, down by 30, only I think three minutes left in the game. Why is he out there in that situation? You're already destroyed on defense. But I think that's an armchair quarterback thing where everybody, you know, acts like it's the obvious thing to do. Yeah, should your starters be out there? No. But at the same time, like Tua sliding sliding for that uh, extra couple yards and then somebody lands on his shoulder. You know, Tua goes down. That's the year, man. You know, we saw what happened last year. Yeah, we gave Buffalo a run for their money in the wild card. Um, but we were running Skyler out there. And even, I mean, Sky, I mean, damn it, we almost beat the Bills at Buffalo with Skyler out there. So anything could happen. But, you know, this, this offense is very much built for Tua at this point. All right. I got to, you know, just hats off once against to the Ravens. Lamar definitely winning MVP. He got he has the award in my eyes for the most epic um introduction to a, an opposing player other than Max Crosby this year. Lamar got the second coolest um intro. Devontae Adams got a cool one too for the Raiders, but nonetheless um he gets he gets that one for sure. Moving on to this week, this will be the final episode of the regular season before the playoffs. We're looking at the Ravens. They have secured the one seed. They have the bye in the first round. Dolphins are fighting for that second seed and the AFC East title, which is a huge difference, man. I mean, you go from probably playing the Colts in the first round, I think, to playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And although Kansas City hasn't looked the greatest, playing at Arrowhead is just as tough as playing at Buffalo. Uh, And then you're giving Buffalo the second seed. So you're doomed for a really tough road if you lose to Buffalo on Sunday. And this is what it comes down to, man. You, you want to be a championship team? You have these games. All, the, all these champs have these tough games, these primetime games. The Cowboys always have these primetime games, although they're not the greatest example of, of recent success, right? For like the last decade or so, or more actually. Um, but if the Dolphins want to be in the spotlight, you got to get it done in these situations regardless of your injuries. Great teams get it done regardless of injury, next man up mentality. And that's what has to happen here. We need a McDaniel master, you know, just masterclass game plan. We need a Fangio master pla- masterclass game plan because the Ravens out-schemed us in every single regard. It felt like everything we threw at them, they knew it was coming. Even the the scoring drives, Tua was throwing into these windows that were just ridiculous. That throw to Claypool in the end zone that he didn't come up with, uh, just dropped it in in his in the hat. Just dropped it in the bucket. Tyreek on those little quick slants, almost no window. And but you're you're facing you know a, a cerebral Roquan Smith who's just adjusting to Tua's approach to the game. You don't got Waddle out there, so you have just a complete isolation on Tyreek and focusing on him. And that's that. That's how you end up with a horrible loss to the Dolphins. And by the way, you want to talk about something. And I'm not the biggest, 
I'm not a fan of any other team besides the Dolphins. You know, every everybody else ranks after that. But you saw Harbaugh running it up on us at the end of that game, still passing the ball with two minutes left. They're already up by 30. Uh, and it reminded me of when we beat the the Broncos. Okay, we beat them 70 to whatever. Okay, 70 to 20. And we opted not to go for the scoring record. And then the following drive when we gave the ball back to the Broncos, what does this freaking Sean Payton do? Instead of kneeling the ball, he runs the ball, which could lead to a player's injury, any player injuries or whatever you want to call it, okay? I think we got to get past the nice guy mentality and kind of show more of that, what every great player knows how to do, which is to stomp on the head, grab them by the throats of their opponent. Stomp on their necks, right? That's what the greats have. You know, that's what the Tom Brady's had, the Bill Belichick, when he had his defense cranking on all cylinders and he wasn't in charge of player personnel as well. That's what your Stephen Curry's have. They know that this is, I mean, this is a competitive game. We're out here to win and break records. You know, what are we doing? I know there's sportsmanship involved, but I'm seeing over and over again examples of supposed Hall of Famer coaches, class act coaches who run it up on other teams and then we're there in prime position to break a record and we don't do it. And I know I'm I'm on my soapbox, but this is the soapbox network. Break the records. We're here to break records. 20 years from now, nobody cares that you kneeled it against the Broncos. It'll all they care about is that the Dolphins have the record for largest victory. And by the way, the Dolphins hold a ton of victories thanks to Shula, thanks to thanks to Dan Marino and all of that. Which by the way, I think McDaniel said recently, if you adjusted Marino's numbers to the modern day rules, he wouldn't have like 5,000 plus yards. It would be something like six or 7,000 yards in a season. Like the fact that he threw for that many yards in the era of the NFL that that was that he played in, people don't talk about that enough. So, all right, moving onward, Buffalo, Sunday night. I'm kind of glad it's Sunday night, even though the Dolphins don't historically do the best on primetime games, but whatever. I think we got to get that monkey off our back, uh, prove to the world and go punch the bills in the mouth. Uh, go show them who's the boss. Also bad news, Ravens just signed Dalvin Cook, adding more depth to their lineup. Felt like a little bit of a vengeful play by Dalvin there. I think we could have used the depth at the running back position, considering we don't, I mean, me, outside of the Dolphins building. I don't know anything. I'm not a reporter. Uh, all I know is, is my years of watching football. Um, feels like we could have used that depth because A-Chain's that speedster. Feels almost like you can run a package with A-Chain and Mostert out there at all times. Why? Because you can sort of just have A-Chain out on the on the slot, which would be, I would love to kind of see him more in a Darren Sproles type of role where, you know, he can get him in motion, you know, get the ball in his hands, not necessarily with a handoff, but with a quick pass, as we saw work so effectively on the first play against the Ravens. But Mostert's that guy who bruises a defense. But I think Devin A-Chain is that generational quick cut back who just has a vision that you can't teach. That sort of, C, you know, Chris 2K, C2K, Chris Johnson, type of reading the holes that that the O-line has given you. You know, he just has a gift for running the ball, which is incredible to watch. But all right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter one, but um, let us know what you're thinking about the Hard Knock series so far. I got to say, it's fun to watch a Hard Knock season with a team that's going to the playoffs. And I think that that should probably be the new strategy for NFL films is to no longer do these films that do these teams that are kind of like on the on the precipice. They should be choosing teams that like at least midseason 
they should be choosing a team that's almost certainly going to the playoffs. Why? Because how, it's how interesting is it to watch this show now going into the playoffs, right? It, it's going to be fascinating. Like just this series would have been just as fascinating. I mean, not for me, but maybe for other fans. I would have still tuned in if it was like of the Chiefs, you know, or mm, I don't know about the Ravens. I feel like the Chiefs are a little more interesting at this point in time. The Buffalo Bills would have been a really interesting team to see this of too. Um, I'm just thinking of kind of like the big, big name teams. The Cowboys, I think would be interesting because just, you know, the circus that always surrounds that team. Um, But yeah, I do think that this has to be something new. And I think NFL Films is going into uncharted territories too, right? They're telling a story now for the first time that they've never told before on Hard Knocks, which is a team going to the playoffs. And I don't think I'm mistaken on that. Um, I'm pretty positive this is the first time a team has gone to the playoffs on Hard Knocks. So uh, thanks for joining us on the ride. Uh, Appreciate you all tuning in week to week. If you don't want to watch us on YouTube, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. As always, subscribe on all platforms if you can. Give us a thumbs up. Leave us a review. Five stars are appreciated. And if you want to write us an email, comments, just to talk about the football season a little bit, you can email us at contact.soapbox.house. I do read the emails. I will read them out on the show. So let us know. Until next time, hope the new year's off to a great start. And I hope the Dolphins whoop that Bill's ass on Sunday night. Fins up, baby. Fins up, baby.